Hello, welcome to Cinemaniac Jack. I'm your host, Jack. Today's guest co-host is Bethany. Hi. <laughs> so basically the gist of this show is that we talk about films that I love based on whatever the topic of the episode is. And in the first half of the show, I talk to my guest about whatever the topic is. So today's topic is a film based on a true story. And the film I chose is Marley and Me. But first, uh, Bethany is going to tell us the films she likes based on true stories. Okay, the first one is um, the film called The Theory of Everything, which is about Stephen Hawking. Mm -hmm. If you're not sure who Stephen Hawking was, he was a physicist. Um, He passed away recently, I believe, like... uh, Oh my goodness, maybe within the last two years? Yeah, Maybe last like that. year? I don't know. Yeah. But um, the movie came out in 2014, and it stars Eddie Redmayne, and he portrays Stephen Hawking so well. It is such a beautiful movie. Very sad. Um, I remember when it came out, I didn't go to see it in the movie theater, but everybody told me that it was worth watching and worth going to see. I went to the movie theater to go see it. I don't know if it was with you. I was with somebody, and they maybe it was my mom, mm-hmm. and they said, "I'm sorry, yesterday was the last showing." Oh, uh huh. So I ended up watching it though anyway, and it's I think you should watch it. It's yeah. really really good with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should watch it. So that's one of them. Yeah, I remember we started we started watching. Was it the Danish? Yeah, girl? the Danish girl. Yeah, and then for some reason we just stopped watching it and we didn't finish it because we could only find online the first half, and we didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, we never finished it because we couldn't find the second half. Oh. It was really sad. Yeah, and then for some reason we didn't No, we finish never finished it. Ever, it. So. But it was really sad. Yeah. I remember that. Um, I don't know if I would want to watch that again anyway. Because they have a... I mean, I guess it's fine. I'm not really sure. I can't speak for this community. But um, you have a cis man playing a trans woman. Yeah. I don't know. Is that wrong? I don't know. I can't really say yeah, if it's I wrong or really, right, yeah. but um, I would love to know if somebody would, you know, what somebody else's thought on that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I have is one that, again, I've heard so much about and I never got around to watching it until last month over Christmas break. And that's uh, The Blind Side. With, oh, yeah. With mm-hmm. uh, Sandra Bullock, who's, like, one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. But I never got around to watching it until recently. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah, it's funny because I, um, I first saw that actually in high school. Mm-hmm. My freshman year of high school, my teacher put it on. And, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I saw it. My <laughs> mom always told me that she liked it. And so recently I told her, I said, guess what I finally watched? And I told her I watched it. And she was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so sad. Isn't the football player so adorable? <laughs> like, she was just, like, going off about it. Yeah. Another one I have is Kinky Boots, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's based off of a It is true a true story? story, yeah. Yes, it I is. Didn't, I didn't know that. Yes, it is. Hmm. There really was a Lola, and there really was a Charlie. Mm-hmm. And there really was a shoe factory, and that whole thing really did happen. 
where they had I'm sure they you know took the story and glamorized it mm-hmm. but it really was an issue where they had to come up with a new shoe product in order to save the factory the factory yes mm-hmm. which kinky boots is also we you know many people would know it's a it was a Broadway musical mm-hmm. I saw it twice it was excellent the movie wasn't as good as the musical nearly not nearly as good but it was still um still a great story and it's yeah. a, and it's a true story um another one i have i think i've talked about on here before is called me and my shadows it's about judy garland's life the new judy movie came out what 2 years ago or whatever with the uh, renee zellweger i was thoroughly disappointed me and my sh- and when we went to go see it, remember I said me and my shadows is so much better. Yeah. So I kind of like forced you and John to watch it with me that one night. Yeah. And you guys just were like in awe of how much better it was. Mm-hmm. I know at least John was. I don't know about you. Yeah. And that movie, I recommend. I highly recommend to everybody to read the book or watch the movie of me and my shadows if they're interested in Judy Garland because the Judy movie. Her children, you know there's something wrong with her when her own children refuse to see it. Me and My Shadows was written, and I don't know if it was directed by, but I know it was written by her daughter, Lorna Luft. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I decided to check it out. And I watched that movie for the first time when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I have always loved her, but yeah, I love that film. And the last one I have... I'm sorry, I'm kind of blowing through these. Yeah, no, that's fine. We can always talk about them. The last one I have... This is just going to be so weird because people think I'm bizarre. So many people are into, like, serial killers and unsolved mysteries and stuff. Everybody has, like, that weird thing that they're into that is kind of sick and you're like, I shouldn't be into this. But it's interesting, so you're into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really fascinated by kidnappings. I know everything about, like, every famous kidnapping ever. So one of my favorite... I was going to say one of my favorite kidnappings. Jeez. <laughs> one of my favorite um, stories, though... I've read literally every book about this. Seriously, I own about five of them on the shelf about the Cleveland abduction. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the movie was a Lifetime movie called Cleveland Abduction, and it starred Taryn Manning, who um, played in Orange is the New Black. And um, that story is really sad. There were three girls that were teenagers. The oldest one, I think, was 21 years old, and she had a son. And they were all abducted by this one man. And they were stuck living in his house for over a decade and one of the girls actually ended up getting pregnant with his child and that's how they ended up being freed from the the child literally got them out of the house she was like seven years old or whatever and she snuck out of the front door or whatever and like got the neighbors and you know mm-hmm. so i have each of the girls has written a book so i've read all their books and that's all three and then i read one of the girls wrote a second book and I read that and then I read one about them called The Lost Girls. Um yep, they're all my, sitting on my shelf over there. <laughs> but that movie's really good if you like a good um suspenseful film. 
that is also a little bit heartbreaking, but really, like, kind of empowering at the end. That's a good film to watch. Yeah. Did you watch that with me? Yeah, I did watch that with you. Knowing it's a real story probably... Yeah. ...makes it a lot harder for people who haven't gotten into it, haven't read anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but that's that. Those are my... Those are my films. Um, so today we're talking about Marley and Me. Uh, so Marley and Me is a comedy drama film released on December 25th, 2008. It was directed by David Frankel. It was based on the memoir Marley and Me by John Grogan. Uh, the screenplay was written by Scott Frank and Don Roos. It stars Owen Wilson, Jennifer Aniston, Eric Dane, and Alan Arkin. Um, the film is about an up-and-coming journalist, John Grogan, played by Owen Wilson, and his wife, Jenny, played by Jennifer Aniston, as they try to start a family and are unsuccessful. In lieu of having a baby, John decides to get his wife a puppy. The dog they end up adopting is no ordinary dog, but an incredibly destructive, hyperactive, disobedient, yet loving dog, who they decide to name Marley. When John and his wife, Jen, discover she is pregnant, and eventually having three children... They learn to navigate parenthood while also caring for what they call the world's worst dog. Uh, So this was one of those movies where going into it, I didn't think I was going to like it. Uh, But then it surprised me uh, uh, because I remember you were like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. Mm -hmm. And then I I sat down and I watched it with you and I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, you know, cute nice film about you know just this family and their dog uh just i guess would you call it a feel-good film Mm. well it is mostly a feel-good film up until like the last like the last like 15 minutes minutes of it yeah the most uh, we'll talk about that but that's i think that's one of the most brutal scenes in any family film yeah definitely We'll talk about that later because that I have a whole thing about that. Yeah. So uh, I never read the book that it's based on, so I don't know like how much of what is uh, said or portrayed in the film is as accurate as to what uh, is written in the book. Um. Uh. Well, do you have something to say? Well, I was just going to say, I I own the book. You bought it for me. Yeah. And I remember I was going to read it, and then well, that's when Heinz passed away, and I said, no, can't read a book about a dog right now. Yeah. And I think I'm ready to read it now, so I I think I'm going to start that. Yeah. Well, it was really interesting because when I was getting ready to do this episode with you... And I was, like, kind of looking down the list of films that I love based on true stories. I was like, the only one that I really see us doing would be Ed Wood. Because the other one that we would be able to do that I think... Because I know that you like, but I wasn't sure if you would be able to do it was Marley and Me. Because I know that for a long time you couldn't couldn't bring yourself to watch this film because of what happened um, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was very, uh, yeah, no, I, I, but I, I was, um, 
I was glad that we were actually able to sit down and watch this film again because I know for a while we weren't even sure if we would be able to do that. It was kind of hard, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was rough. Um, there were just so many parallels. I used to call Heinz Marley all the time because he was so destructive. Yeah. He ate the couch. You see the couch downstairs? He destroyed yeah. <laughs> an entire couch. And he ate our entire Wii console. He ate it. Did he really? He ate the whole thing. <laughs> this little dachshund, this little wiener dog. And I used to say, okay, Marley. Like, I used to call him Marley. And there were just too many similarities, including the end of his life and the, yeah. end, and the end of the story. They were too parallel, and I just... I couldn't get myself to do it. Yeah. Well, I think... I mean... That's what's interesting about the film that we're talking about today is that, like, not only do I like it because it's, uh, well, not only it fits the topic of a film that I like that's based on a true story, but it also does kind of, uh, you know, and I think this goes for anybody, too, who's ever owned a pet. It doesn't even have to be a dog if you just, um, you know, if you own a dog or if you've lost a dog and then you watch this film, you kind of, you there's a connection that you have with that film because of your own personal experience, which in this case for us is very much the case. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, in a way it almost kind of makes the film a lot more special. It's different though. Losing, losing any other pet versus losing a dog. I'm not going to lie. My parents say that too. Yeah. It's different. It is different. Dogs are literally people. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they are. And it's also different. When you grow up with the dog versus when you are the master of the dog. Mm-hmm. When you are the dog's master and you lose that dog. Yeah. That is brutal. It's like your, chi- your child. It's yeah. It's like losing a part of you. Yeah. Well, it's just like when you, when you have a dog or a cat, like it's a, it's a, it's a bonding thing. Yeah. You know, you form... You form a very strong bond. I mean, you know, if you have a good relationship, yeah, not with everybody your pet, does, I yeah. guess. But if you do, like, you form it's a, it's just like a very strong bond that you have with that animal, and uh, it's not, you know, and a lot of people don't really take that seriously. But like, if you you know, it's just something you have to experience, I think, in order to understand, right. yeah. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's why when Heinz passed and people didn't really understand why we were so upset. Yeah. It's like, they were like, but it's a dog. And it's like, but you, if you haven't experienced it's it, like, you, yeah, have, but it's like, you have no, you have no idea. This dog relies on you every yeah. day you ha- you have to feed them you have to bathe them you take them to the doctor and s- invest a ton of money into this pet they sleep with you they you're their their life one of my favorite quotes is with dogs to them no to you they are just a part of your life but to them you are their entire life and it's true yeah yeah um, but anyway, uh, on to the film itself. Um, I think, uh, well, one of the strongest things I think about this film is just like the, the writing, like the dialogue is just really funny. Um, 
um, it just has like a lot of great lines in it. Like I love the part where um, Jennifer Aniston is like, "There's a naked woman in your bed," and then Owen Wilson goes, "Well, you should get started." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah. let me put on my Owen Wilson voice. Well, you should get started. <laughs> That's the first thing you have. That's pretty far into the. I mean, I was just I'm just talking about the dialogue. So oh, okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of dialogue, um, you might want to hear this. I tallied up every time Owen Wilson said, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that there were only four wows. Really? Every time she said she was pregnant, he went, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's like definitely something somebody should do. Like just tally up how I many did. times... No, I'm talking about, like, his whole filmography. Like, just see, about like, how many times he says wow. I bet you could find something Yeah, online. probably. Somebody's probably done, like, a video of that on YouTube or something. Yeah. Um, I wrote wows. Yeah. Um, no, but it, it's just funny, because as we were watching it, like, every time he said it, we were just like, he said it, he I said wrote, it. I wrote, I love how we both laughed when Owen Wilson wowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, another line I love, too, is when, uh, Jennifer Aniston comes out of the hospital after having her third child, and she goes, hey guys, alright, say hello to Colleen, and then one of the the kids goes, daddy says her name is Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really funny line. It's pretty funny. And so, another line I love is, oh, it's when, um... Owen Wilson is talking to Alan Arkin in the office and he says, listen, take a vacation, go away for a couple of weeks, take a month off. And Owen Wilson goes, go where? And he says, I don't know. And he says, I live in a vacation spot. And Alan Arkin says, now go to some place where it's painful and sad. <laughs> I never realized <laughs> he said that. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about? With the dialogue? No. Or just, like, anything else, yeah. Um, I mean, I have things to talk about. I just don't know where we're going next. Want to talk about the acting and, and characters? Sure. Yeah. So, first things first, uh, Marley is so cute in all his different oh. ages. He's so cute. Yeah. Personally, I don't know why... I think dogs are cuter than puppies, which is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. I find dogs cuter than puppies. Like, when mm -hmm. they're grown. Because they mm -hmm. grow into their face, and they're just, like, adult and cute. I don't know. I just find yeah. it so I don't know. I, I, find, I find both cute. I find puppies so. cute, too. But, I mean, I just... The dog versus the puppy. I don't know. Dogs are just so cute. Yeah. So, um... Like, I would have no problem adopting, yeah. like, a three-year-old dog. Like, I just yeah. think dogs are so cute. So, um, when he's, like, in his dog stage, I think that's when he's the cutest. Yeah. Well, it is really interesting, too, because I... And I read up about this. Apparently, they used, like, around, like, like 22 dogs They did, for yeah, it, I know. That's insane. Uh-huh. Like, that many like dogs. Every different every scene yeah. is a different dog, pretty much. Yeah. Except for, I think, the end, when he's older when he gets old it's so sad yeah he has like the white around his face mm -hmm. he's just laying on the ground in front of the fireplace 
Yeah. Ugh, so yeah, okay. sad. Well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but but it is like really impressive how they got the dog to do all that. Well, in this case, dogs. They got all the, those dogs to do all that stuff for the film. And working with animals, especially for films, is never easy. So it's always like it's really impressive when um, you see them pull off all that, all those like stunts or. You know, whatever you want to call it for the for the yeah. films. Um, I said that John's boss is really funny. Yeah, well, Alan Arkin is just he's just he's the best. So he's, he's in um the Santa Claus three. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he plays um Tim Allen's father-in-law. He's married to um Anne Margaret. Oh wow! Yeah, well, he's also it, not um, real life in yeah in the, yeah yeah in the movie. yeah. Well, he's also in, uh, he's in Wait Until Dark, and he's in, uh, Edward Scissorhands, which I he's reviewed recently. Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, he's the dad. How did I not realize that? Yeah. Maybe he's also in, um, I'm trying to think. He was in, um, he actually, Tim Burton worked with him again recently, I think, in Dumbo. And it was, was funny, because in- we went, we went to go see that together when I saw him show up oh, in that film, yeah. I was like, oh, it's Alan Oregon. I love that movie, the new Dumbo. Yeah. yeah. But he's funny. I mean, all the people people in the movie are really funny. Um even uh the 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 friend that Owen Wilson has. Oh, Sebastian? Yeah. He never changes. Yeah, that's what's really interesting about what's so funny about his character because like throughout the whole film he's like trying to get laid basically yeah, 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 yeah. and he just well he does i mean i yeah like we see him with all these girl like different girlfriends throughout the movie but then like at the at the very end of it after all that's happened he like runs into him again after like a few years and he's still like yeah looking to get I, think laid. They, I think they do that too to emphasize how much john's life changes and how like what how John could have ended up had he gone down a different path, maybe. I guess, but the movie starts with him getting married to Jenny, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but also like I just love I love Owen Wilson as John Grogan. Oh, he's great in that role. Yeah. My mom said that the other day. Did you hear her? No, I didn't. When we were talking about it, she was like, Owen Wilson was so good in that role. Yeah. I mean he's like the perfect lead for any a film straight- like the the straight yeah the straight, you know, man. The straight yeah. yeah but also like for a film like this because he's just he's just so likable like I love I love I love Owen Wilson like whatever he's in you can't hate he's him just, you can't hate him he's no just, you can't even when he's in a bad film like, you, love you love him. him yeah you want to be his friend yeah <laughs> yeah you just want to sit down and have coffee yeah he's so cute like I love him yeah I do love him and I lo- I really like he-, he and Jennifer Aniston together. Like they Yeah, well they're really good together. They have a good they have good chemistry and they played husband and wife so believably. Yeah. Well they're and really good together. Especially at that part where they start yelling at each other when she's screaming at him and he's just he keeps his calm. He's like, okay, okay. Like she's yeah. like, get that dog out of here right now and he's like, Okay, okay, I'm taking him, I'm taking him. Yeah. You know? Well, it's really interesting because, like, they're they're good together not only just because they're, I mean, they are funny together yeah. in the film, but they're also really, they're good um, when they have to be, like, mad at each other. Yes. Too. That's what I was just talking about. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just, you know, reiterating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Um, speaking of them, I said the montage of them chasing Marley. Remember when they're chasing him through the house, mm-hmm. through the backyard? Mm-hmm. Reminds me of us with Olive. <laughs> they yeah. kind of remind me of us in a way. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Not every couple in every movie reminds me of us, but they really do with the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, like, I see, like, I just saw, like, when Marley's running around destroying things and they're chasing after him, I was like, oh my gosh, that really is us with Olive. Yeah. Um, and like you said before, uh, like, with the vo- uh, the voiceover montages there's a lot of voiceover montages yeah. in this oh i love the one where he starts talking about like he flips through the like within the first year or whatever he's yeah, like, yeah 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 he's like and then we went on this vacation and then we did this and blah, 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 yeah. blah. but it's like really quick but it's funny he'll yeah. be like wrote a column about marley watch marley eat the column <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's just so good yeah and then jennifer anson has her turn at it when they get the uh, the baby, well, not the babysitter, the oh yeah, yeah. when they have the dog sitter when they go yeah, on the vacation, yeah, and she's like, and then she's like, that dog is a monster. Well, she's explaining, yeah, she's like, okay, um, this is how you're supposed to take care of Marley, and blah 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 blah, blah yeah, and feed him only once a day, and you see like the girl yeah. struggling, yeah, <laughs> it's like I really think the setup of this film is awesome. Yeah, it is the structure. It's so, like, I don't know. And I like the fact that you have those voiceovers, especially because they're both, I believe they both are, but I know he, for a fact, is a journalist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, like, a very artsy decision that they made. Yeah. To correspond with his career. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think it's an interesting film, too, um, because I think... um, I think like a like a lot of people going into it like if like if you saw the trailer for it you would think oh it's just like a quirky comedy about you know uh, a couple and their dog um but I don't know like it's not like completely about the dog yeah especially when I was because wa- when I was watching it this time around it it really occurred to me that basically it, it the film really is about not so much really the dog, but really more, um, it's about Owen Wilson's life as a family man. Yeah. And not only him trying to, um, you know, provide and take care of his family, but also trying to, it, uh, his own kind of self-discovery, if you will. Yeah. Cause, uh, throughout the entire film, like he, you know, his dream really is to be a, uh, his dream really is to be a reporter. Um, but then, you know, Alan Arkin assigns him the job of columnist. columnist yeah. And he kind of, he takes it uh, very reluctantly. It's, he doesn't really want to do that. And, but, um, I mean, basically what he discovers by the end, because he starts out working for this one paper with Alan Arkin as his boss, and then he transfers to a different paper um where he finally uh gets to he gets his dream job to be a reporter um but then what he discovers when he's there is 
that really he really just liked being a columnist after all um which is interesting because even earlier on in the film you know he because he even says to alan arkin several times like i want to be a reporter but then alan arkin is just kind of like well i you know maybe but i think you really just have a knack for a column like being a columnist um which is interesting and so by the end of it he discovers that yeah he really actually likes being a columnist and that's but also that's it's kind of which is interesting because his that's how his knack for being a columnist starts is because of marley in a way mm-hmm. uh because because at first he's just like well what do i write about and then Marley I don't know to, gives him but, something to yeah write marley about. gives him the inspiration to go and write as uh as a columnist and then and he he's even kind of nervous at first it's like you know i don't know if you know if they're gonna like these you know uh these stories or not and then but then alan arkin is like no this is like really good it's really funny you know write Uh more of it and uh yeah and that's it's kind of like and it's it's like through the dog it's in a way it's like that's where he kind of finds his strengths as a writer Mm -hmm. uh which i think is really interesting so I want to talk about the whole thing about them trying to have a baby. Mm-hmm. When she has the miscarriage, that whole scene just completely breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Terribly. Remember the part where they come home from the doctor? Well, they're coming home from the doctor and she's in the car and she's just looking out the window. And then he's talking to her in the house like nothing happened and she's just sitting on the couch petting marley staring into the abyss crying mm -hmm. on while hugging marley yeah yeah like that was just it just it really breaks my heart because i saw so how badly they want to be parents and Mm -hmm. how bad she wants to be a mom and it just like i felt like this lump in my throat because i feel like at my age right now i'm like kind of going through similar not obviously not that i'm having like I'm trying to have a kid right now, which we're obviously not. But I mean, like, I'm starting to feel that, like, I'm getting older. Like, I want to have children really soon. And, like, she's in her, like, late 30s, probably, I'm guessing. Right? I don't know. No, I thought no, that no, they no, were, mid, like... Th- mid-30s, like, maybe, 35. Maybe early 30s, I would say. Mm, 34, 35. And I just... I felt the sense of hopelessness like that was really sad that whole mood and that whole scene was just so sad mm-hmm. and then when they finally do have a baby then they have another one like right away yeah so they have like two kids like back to back and i said i felt really bad for jen she has a really colicky baby and she had to quit her job she's stressed and tired but she but she also gets really nasty. You see her character development. It's interesting. Like, you see... I feel like John is pretty much the same the entire movie, personality-wise. But I feel like Jen really changes. Well, actually, that's what I, I was just going to say. Uh, I, I don't think that he's completely the same throughout really? the film. Yeah. I kind of do. I don't really see that much of a difference. Well... He's very patient. He's well, well, driven. I mean, he. Yeah, for the most part, he's patient. But one of the things that I found very interesting this time around 
was I mean because when she starts to lose her patience that's when he kind of starts to yeah lose his patience a bit and I guess you could say this is like the height of their their problems and you know it because because I'm talking about the scene where uh and I find it I found it interesting was when uh Wilson uh, gets home and you see him looking across from his car he's you know he's he sees his wife through the window and you know the baby's crying Mm -hmm. the dog's barking and you just see him sitting there with just like that look on his face just like ugh, like do I really have to go back in there like even he like even though like like he loves his family so much and he loves Marley so much even he has his moment of like oh gosh like I really have to like you know, deal with this right yeah. now. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like in a way, I mean, I could be wrong, but like, it's like in a way, like he kind of almost wishes he could escape all that, even though he does love them a lot. Yeah, of so, course. That's, that's very typical. That happens Yeah. in everyday life. Yeah. The mo- the wife, you know, feels like she's not getting any help from the husband. But then again, the husband is doing all the work in, you know, providing and getting money for the family to survive. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you see the mom doing all the work, caring for the kid and like not having any help from the dad. But then it's also like she's not financially helping. So he's also stressed. So it's like mm-hmm. neither of them are wrong or right. Yeah. That's very common. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about the film, too, is that, like, it just, like, it shows the ups and downs of relationships, um, you know, not just the good parts. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it's not totally, like, you know, so it kind of, it, it's those moments that kind of saves the film from being, like, just, like, a cutesy film about, like, a couple and their dog, you know? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know a part I find really funny. What? When they go to move for the first time, uh-huh. and he goes to the open house and Mar- he brings Marley, which I don't know why, and the dog jumps. In <laughs> yeah, the he pool, just jumps in the pool, and he yeah. goes, "Whose dog is that?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's literally his dog. Yeah, it's so funny. Like he's he's so like funny in this role. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah. What else did you have? Another thing that I found very interesting watching it this time around was I that I noticed was that was that um they use a lot of old school technology in it like they use like videotapes and you see like those old computers like at his job. Well, I don't know. I don't know if like was we, it because the is it supposed to like take place in the nineties or yes, something? So the real John Grogan right now is like in his early sixties. Yeah. So. This movie came out what two thousand eight. Yeah. The real yeah the real his kids were actually born in the nineties. Mm-hmm. His daughter, the youngest one, was born I believe in ninety seven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they got married in the eighties and had their kids in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, it's like they're the same. They're a little bit older than our parents. Like they're the same age yeah. as our parents. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it yeah. took place in the late eighties, early yeah. Because I because I feel like for the most part, it like for being a film from two thousand eight, it seems mostly timeless, except for like those few moments where like you see, like Jennifer Aniston put on a videotape yeah. for the kid, and you see like those 
old computers at uh, Owen Wilson's job. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be in, like, the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) Right now, because it's just funny, because right now uh, one of our dogs is, like, napping right across from (laughs) us, and she's just being really cute right now. Oh, look at her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have to talk at the end about what we did after the movie ended. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, we... One of the things that I find very annoying... Like, one of the parts that I found very annoying in it was when um, Owen Wilson decides to let Marley go out when he's on the beach with Marley and he lets him go out into the water. Oh, I love that part. No, I do like it. But the thing that annoys me, though, is afterwards, after Marley takes, like, a shit in the water, (laughs) then one of the guys comes up to him and he's like, dude, that was not cool. But, like, like a few minutes earlier, he was copying... Owen Wilson by letting his dog go into the water. So it's just, it's like, yeah. hypocrite. <laughs> you know? No, but that part's really funny because it's like, look, you're free, yeah. Marley. We can trust you now. Yeah. He goes in there, he's enjoying it, and then all of a sudden he arches his back. And yeah. You know, you know what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's like, dude, like, you copied him. Like, don't even, like, talk. You know? Mm-hmm. Another thing that I find very interesting, too, is, um... The kid from the Dark Knight is one of the sons. I don't. I mean, you wouldn't know that because you have the blonde kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's just Wait, funny. Who is he in the Dark Knight? He's um. He's not Jim... the boy that he like threatens to. Yeah, that's him. <gasps> really? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. He's Jim Gordon's son. Oh, the one that I was like, not the little boy. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it's really funny too because I think even when we sat down and we watched it for the first time, I was like, oh my god, that's the that's Jim Gordon's son from <laughs> the Dark Knight. Um, and it's really interesting, too, because I think this film and Dark Knight came out the same year. Oh, wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, it's kind of interesting. Wow, that kid was busy that year. Yeah, he was. That's a big film to do. Yeah. Um. We should. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they were, like, the three kids mm-hmm. that they have, and remember when, um. What two of them are blonde like Owen Wilson Jennifer Aniston blonde hair blue eyes the two kids blonde hair blue eyes and then they have the one son brown hair brown eyes dark tan <laughs> dark skin uh-huh. do you remember what I said yeah you were like yo he's definitely Sebastian's kid yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like that's not Owen Wilson's kid that's a yo he's he's Sebastian's kid yeah. you thought that was so funny I remember yeah <laughs> yeah um i guess we could start Talk. talking about the ending <sighs> now <sighs> Ugh, okay i'll start yeah seeing the dog start to decline is so depressing yeah that is sad when he keeps having the problems walking and because mm-hmm. you already people think that grief starts when you when the pet dies no, you can start grieving when you just see your pet start to get older and decline, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you know that their imminent death is coming. Like, that's sad, but, like, yeah. And I said, I give Owen Wilson a lot of credit for being able to film that ending scene. I know yeah. he's an actor, but it doesn't matter, like... Mm-hmm. I also said, um, I've never watched this movie where I didn't cry. Yeah. Never. Never. I've, 
I have sobbed every single time I watched it. Yeah. Do you remember how bad I was crying the other day? Yeah. But it's interesting because even the fir- when we watched it together for the first time, you cried even then. Yeah. And that was before Heinz had passed. So. I wrote, it's worse now after Heinz being through that because he literally passed away the same way. I mean, it was a little different. It was a different situation, but they were both youth. Um, oh, yeah. Euthanized yeah. from euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is ugh, brutal. Yeah. But the last few moments of uh of Marley of of Marley's life is just it's just like really sad. Um because not only do we get a farewell speech from uh from Owen Wilson, but then the doctor oh. comes over and is like it's like, okay, we're ready to Are you ready? Do it now. Yeah. And then after oh. that, we get a video montage. Because okay. then meanwhile, Jennifer Aniston is watching all the old I, videos yep. of Marley. I and said Patrick ugh. watching the videos was horrific. Like that yeah. breaks my heart. And when she when she kisses the dog and then she puts the trunk down and she's like, Goodbye, clearance puppy. Oh, oh. Yeah. I can't. I'm going to cry again. Yeah. It's so hard to watch. Yeah, no, it's definitely... And that doctor was a hell of a lot warmer than the one that we experienced was. Yeah. Remember, she was like, okay, time's up, let's go. Like, <laughs> that was just cruel. Yeah. But that was, it's brutal. That was a, that's a brutal scene. Brutal. Yeah, it's definitely, in my opinion, one of the saddest scenes uh, in, Ever. in cinema history. And the dog just lays there and you just see him pass away. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how... They must have trained the dog to just lay there and, like, close his eyes. Yeah. Because, obviously, the dog's alright. Yeah. But... <laughs> it. Oh, it's so sad. I can't watch it. My heart breaks. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, um, the moral is true. Dogs love you, not what you have. Yeah. I mean his last his his speech at the end is is I know. is great. And I even wrote it down. He says a dog has no use for fancy cars, big homes or designer clothes. A waterlogged stick will do just fine. <laughs> a dog doesn't care if you're rich or poor, clever or dull, smart or dumb. Give him your heart and he'll give you his. How many people can you say that about? How many people can you, can make you feel rare and pure and special? How many people can make you feel extraordinary? Oh, that's a really great. Those are that's a very great. Uh, Another quote at the end. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's in the book too. Mm-hmm. But one quote that's in the book that's not in the movie mm-hmm. is, "It's just the most amazing thing to love a dog, isn't it? It makes our relationships with people seem as boring as a bowl of oatmeal." <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So. Anyway, tell them what we did after the movie ended. Yeah, so, yeah, like, that scene is just so fucking sad that, like, literally after the movie was over, we just ran to our dog, to one of our dogs, (laughs) and we just started hugging and kissing her, like, so much. We were like, we love you, don't leave us. Yeah. And she got so spoiled that night. Yeah, she did. She was just laying there getting so many kisses. Um, And another scene that's really hard is when they're, 
you, having the little memorial service for Marley and they're burying him in the backyard. Ugh. Yeah. God. Yeah. I remember when that happened, you just looked at me and you went, cremation is just better. <laughs> I mean, they might have cremated him. I don't know. I know, but it was just like, I don't know, it was sad. Yeah. But yeah, like that, that whole speech at the end is just, it's, it's true, you Doesn't know? does Jenny give her necklace in the thing? Doesn't she give him her necklace? I don't remember. Because he ate the necklace, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I hate it. I hate it. I can't. I can't. Losing a dog is brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. That scene is just rough. Yeah. <laughs> no pun no intended. No pun intended. <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah. But it, it really is true, though. It's just like a love of a dog or for a dog is like one of the purest things you can have. Because they're just so innocent. Yeah. They love you. They love you. Yeah. They don't care what you have. And it actually kind of reminds me, and I bring this up with you a lot, uh, it reminds me of this Iggy Pop track mm-hmm. called A Machine for Loving. Yes. And it was actually, he's he was actually reading, it's just Iggy Pop, like, you know, uh, he's actually reading um, like an excerpt from a book that he was reading at that time. I think it's called uh, The Possibility of an Island. Huh. And in that part of the book, he's talking about like uh, his dog passing the character's dog passing and then he the 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 narrator goes goes on to say uh like what is a dog but a machine for loving and he basically he kind of says something similar to what owen wilson says at the end of the film he's like you know no matter how you know you know smart or stupid or rich or poor poor, you're the owner is the the dog loves him yes they don't care they don't care they just love you yeah they love you and they're so cute (laughs) (laughs) voice crack okay yeah so uh this has been cinemaniac jack i'm your host jack today's guest co-host was bethany yeah yeah (laughs) cool I'm going to uh, go sit and cry now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so sad. Yeah. <laughs> My oh voice God. won't stop cracking. Can you please leave that? I'm probably going to now, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. See you next time.